Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome back to week something or other, I'm not too sure, of Taken Off Air, Taken Off TV, whatever it wants. The name of the episode is actually um, just the two of us, because it is just the two of us, with the dubious duo Kyle and Stefan. Um, It is episode 35, I want to say, possibly, because I got told off for not changing the name last time, so I think it's 35. But, uh, yes, I've been told off for not changing the name, so I've changed the name this week. And I'm going to start with a fantastic topic, which has to do with what Stefan is currently doing, which he's driving on a video game. So this is, to be fair, I don't know where the location is, but it might be in Finland uh, for the video game. But in this, uh, did you know that Finland has a day find system? Day find? Day fine. Yep. Uh, it's that? a system where most infractions are fined based on what you could spend in a day based on your income. Oh, so it's like it's like how in certain it's places, incremental. Yeah, in certain places depending on how much you earn depends on how much your speed and fine is, for example. It's exactly like that, yeah. So the the more severe the infraction, the more day fines you have to pay, which can cause millionaires to receive speeding tickets of a hundred thousand pound plus, so because they have. because they could easily spend that in a day, no sweat. So it it means someone who speeds. I think this is a fantastic idea because most of the time, if you look at laws. Anything that has a fine as a punishment is usually just a punishment for the poor. Because if you've got someone that's a celebrity or a politician or someone who can just like, who looks at a ten thousand pound fine and just laughs it off because that's not, not even a day's wages, then yeah. that's not really a punishment to them. They'll just do it again because they don't get punished. But if it's to someone like me or Stefan or most of normal people in the world, poor, then poor people. Yeah, us poor people, then that can be entire life savings gone. That can be us going in debt with a bank just to try and pay this fine. So that would be devastating. So this means if, say, Stefan was caught, say, Stefan had a minimum wage job. I know it's not minimum wage anymore, or is it? But a minimum wage job where he got, he got paid £12,000 a year. So how much? So that's like one thousand pound a month. So split up, split that up. That's what two and a half, two hundred and fifty quid a week. Roughly, yeah. So that's, and you're mathsing. I am mathsing, but the problem is I'm now going into increments of seven, yeah. and I'm fucking <laughs> shit at odd numbers. So what's two and two hundred and fifty pound split seven ways? Uh, We're doing math here. We're doing mathsing. 50 divided by 7 is 35.70, basically. Right, so that's it. So that by that logic, you could spend £35.70 a day. So by that logic, I don't know if it would work like this, but if you were caught speeding with this day fine system, the first time you were caught speeding, your fine would be 
that £35.50, because that's what you could logically spend in a day, because that is your day's wages. Oh, deal. I would take that. That's less. That, not sorry, but, that's less. But, that's, my speeding fines would be less if they did but, that. I'm assume I'm assuming it, it does say the more severe the infraction, the more day fines you have to pay. And I'm guessing if you rack them up, then it starts getting more and more. So you couldn't just you couldn't say if you were doing forty miles an hour in a thirty zone, that would possibly be um that would probably be the thirty five pound fifty. If you were doing say a hundred in a thirty zone then that would probably end up racking up the day fines and they would probably end up making you pay like a couple of months wages or something because that's massively over the limit. We do have Jordan in the chat. I was uh, just about to say, we'll Jordan. have to say hello to Jordan who for some reason couldn't join me but has managed to appear in chat. Yes, what, how? How? Also, Jordan, uh, is minimum and living wages different? Because the minimum wage has yes. always been classed as the living wage to, mi- to as far as I was aware. So because you, it was like the, it's like the minimum wage you you can live on. I don't know the difference, but you've got minimum wage, and then you've got national. Is it national living allowance or something? Which is what the thing you need to live on in a day. Which I don't understand why they're not no, both I've, same. But okay. I always thought it was minimum wage was UK and living wage is what it was called in America. Because well, the Americans thought, right, okay, that's what you can live on. Meanwhile, we were just going, nah, it's the minimum we can pay you. Yeah, well, they're two different things. I think minimum can... versus living wage. Uh, national minimum wage is the minimum per pay per hour almost all workers are entitled to. The national limit living wage is higher than the national minimum wage. What? So, what the fuck? Um, so, can that be supplemented by the government? Is that why? Oh, uh, okay. So we're so you get the national minimum wage until you're 23, and then it changes to the national living wage. Okay, that makes no sense. It it does make absolutely no sense because it says like it it national living wage usually starts when you're 23. In which case, if you work before that, which most people do, you end up on national. Minimum wage. So, does that so mean that is, that, that, 18, does... you don't deserve to live for your twenty three in this country? Yeah. <laughs> surely there should just be you've one thing. Like, life. if surely the surely if you've if the living wage is what they think you need to live on, and the minimum wage is less than that, that means the minimum wage is redundant and shouldn't be a thing. Uh but then again, that's an argument that's been going on for. Years and years and years because the minimum wage is absolutely shit and stupid and is completely ridiculous. Because if we would, if we did the wage from based on house prices or anything like that, anything that's inflation's affected, where we have to spend fortunes to buy it, then our wages should be twice as much as they actually are yeah. easily. We should be getting like fifty pound an hour type thing. At least. Pretty much. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. My well, maths is terrible, by the way. <laughs> Sorry, we'll allow it. My maths has always been terrible. My English has been better, but I still manage to break English. Often. Often and repeatedly. Yes. And I'm writing a book. How stupid is that? 
writing a book where I said on this very podcast last year as a New Year's resolution, I want to be able to finish this book by the end of the year. It's now November and I've done two chapters. I'm not doing well. It's progress, but I'm not doing well. Hey, Christ. But yes, I agree with that because my speed and fines would have been less if they did that. <laughs> speed and fines would have been less, and it also it makes sense because if you've got people like Katie Price, for example, because she's been in the news recently for oh, crashing gosh. again. That's not it, if you take people, you on like, people like her, then yes, they should definitely pay more because they usually get away with it scot-free. Like, she's she's been caught behind the wheel, pissed out of her mind, crashed the car and caused damage. So she's going to rehab. Do if that was a normal is... person, they would be in prison for drinking under the influence, endangering, the, endangering civilians, destruction of property, and God knows what else. They would be in prison and paying fines. You know what annoys me about this shit? There's people yeah. that drive without a license or when they're banned and stuff, so they go to court and get banned from driving. And it's like, you're already banned. You're what already banned. You do? That is like somebody getting caught carrying a knife around in the street and them going, oh, well, uh, we're going to ban you from carrying knives in the street. You're already not allowed. What the fuck are you talking about? You've broken yeah. the law. It's like how you're not allowed to carry a knife in the street. But if you get caught with a butterfly knife, it's worse. Just because they've been popular popularized in films and stuff as the bad guy, the gangster knife, and all that sort of stuff. So they're somehow more legal than a normal knife, despite the fact that a normal knife itself is illegal to carry anyway. So you you're still you got to carry anything that can be basically flipped out. It's, so like your butterfly it, knife or a flick knife or anything like that. It's illegal to carry a knife, a blade, a, anything that has a blade larger than three inches in the UK is classed as a lethal, na- lethal bladed weapon and, and cannot be carried in public. Release blade is illegal as well, regardless of size. Yes, so pocket knives with a blade that is less than three inches are allowed because you can, you pull it open, but it, you can knock it against a wall and it will just close itself shut. Uh, they can't be, yeah, that's the thing. They can't be locked in, so they're not allowed to lock out. Yeah. So, so you can't get them with as long as it... lock out, but Randall's got one. You're not allowed. Yeah, but so long as it's not a lockable thing. So, for example, I've got a barber's knife. That wouldn't be allowed, because even though it doesn't have a doesn't have a locking mechanism, it just swings open and closed freely with, yes. with like, your finger. It is longer than three inches, because it's a barber's knife. It's about six inches. But if I had a miniature version... That would be allowed. Now, I have multiple flaws with this because one, but just because them, a knife doesn't lock, that, it's the blade itself, dude. It's the blade itself, so that would be legal for size. No, because the the blade itself is. Is it? I thought the blade yeah. was only like three or four inches. No, the the blade itself is a decent size because. Uh, the, because it's the length of the thing so that's the length of the thing and then it just opens up and it's double the length but that is I believe that's more than 3 inches uh, where's my trusty ruler but basically this is this is by the way a heirloom type thing it was found in an, in my uncle's watch making collection I believe um, but no the the because sometimes you, when you make a watch, you just got to stop the killer victim. 
<laughs> Sweeney told them. <laughs> yeah. You know, it it is a bit weird that you you have to. It, what must what must saying? Okay, so the <laughs> issue the issues that I've got is that one. It specifically states if it's locking or like a switchblade or something like that, then it's worse. But even if it's a free moving blade, like a pocket knife, uh, say barber barber's knife, uh, bloody toenail cutters, you can still you can still hurt somebody with that if you stab it into someone. It's still going to stab it into them, even if it doesn't lock. It's still going to stab it into them. Yeah. It might be a little bit harder to do, but everybody knows. Everybody understands. Oh, the knife opens this way, so I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna slash at them with the back of the knife and just make it close on itself onto my fingers. They're gonna slash at them with the way that it stays open. It's simple logic. If you don't do that, you're a fucking idiot. Which. Most people will know might be, but, <laughs> but yeah. And the <laughs> other thing is, three inches is a lot. Is that what you tell all the girls? For... <laughs> ah, I knew that was coming as soon as I said it. Jay's not here, it's a joke he would have made. It's in his honor. I know. <laughs> uh, three inches is a lot for <laughs> any sort of bladed weapon, any sort of offensive weapon. It doesn't take that much penetration to kill someone, <laughs> depending on where you do it. Yeah. Depending on where you pierce the body, that that much can do lethal damage to internal organs. And it also depends heavily on that. If you've got a serrated blade, then it does more damage coming out than going in, and that's that's another layer of damage. There's, there's all kinds of variables. I believe serrated blades are just banned by. Oh, the they are. They're completely outside. legal. I'm just I'm just yeah. saying, regardless of the actual knife, you don't have a knife in general. Regardless yeah. of that, there's so many variables in how the blade's designed. I did actually try, I did actually try and use my barber's my barber's knife to actually shave myself, but I realized because I don't shave very much, it just does nothing to my face because I don't have actual stubble. I've just got fluff. It would be ideal for me. It I would be. I, my dad went to a Turkish barber's before going on holiday, and it's what they use, and he's, it's always the best shave that you Dude, can get because it's the closest shave, and you get like the wall towel and not... everything, and. I've got stopped caring about how the wax his nose and he regrets letting them. He regrets letting them because he didn't know they were going to do it. My mom did. She was pissing herself laughing, recording it on her phone as they were approaching it. He had his eyes closed and apparently didn't know what was happening until something got stuck up his nose. <laughs> he didn't know um, at all that it was coming. I love it. It's a sneak attack. It was. It was a sneak attack by a barber. They they could have easily Sweeney Todd him there, to be honest. <laughs> And I don't think my mom would have stopped them. <laughs> no, she probably would have helped. <laughs> <laughs> he probably bless him. Bless his cotton socks. <laughs> hey Christ. Uh, I'm trying to find the next topic. I've got it on my phone. I'm just trying hey, to find you, the next you had topic. A few things to go through, didn't you? I did. The next one. Was the aha? There we go. It was a story that I don't know if we've done this, but mm. Iceland trialed a four-day week instead of working seven, six, or five days a week. You only worked. 
you only worked four days a week. I like the thinking. Uh, and it, it was apparently an overwhelming success. Yeah. No shit. Uh, unions in the country are following up the trial by negotiating agreements that cut hours. Um, the world's largest ever trial of a four-day working week and reduced working time in Iceland was an overwhelming success and should be tested in the UK, researchers have said. More than 1% of Iceland's working population took part in the pilot programme, which cut the working week to 35-36 hours with no reduction in overall pay. So it's not like they got a pay cut for work unless they had the same yeah. pay, but worked less hours. Um, and in doing so... Uh, in, in, in doing so, basically they found that production went up, people were happier at, at work and got yeah, better results. Less got better results because they realised people could recharge more when they were at home. There's the, there's the thing, everybody really? always everybody always come comes back from a two-day weekend still feeling knackered and just going, oh. And it's because, if you think about it, with a two-day we- weekend, you come home on a Friday night and you'll probably spend Friday night try- catching up on whatever you were trying to do on Thursday night which is probably like chores and cooking dinner and stuff like that. Then on Saturday, you spend the day recovering from the week week's work and doing some chores and stuff around the house and all that sort of thing. That's sort of the basis. You, you, spend, the, you spend the Saturday recovering. Sunday, yeah. you're recovering from everything that you did to catch up with what you had to do during the week on the Saturday. So Sunday, you spend recovering from the heptic Saturday and basically have no time to do anything because you're absolutely wrecked and you can't be bothered to do anything at all. By Monday, you want to do something, but you don't have the time or the money or anything because you have to go back to work. So a a three-day weekend, I don't know whether they did it where you got the Monday off or the Friday off, but it basically gives you that day to do what you want yourself. It gives you that freedom to say, you know what, let's just go and spend a weekend in... Scarborough. Why? Because why the fuck not? I want to go and visit it. There's something there I want to visit. We'll go and we'll stop overnight in there. And if if you think that's the beauty of it, because it's getting the economy going more, because people will go to places, people will want to do things, they'll want to go shopping, they'll want to go visiting places, they'll want to actually do things, so they'll spend money at those places doing those things. You've got people being more proactive at work because they've got less hours, less time at work, so they will want to get things finished while they're at work and work more efficiently because they will be happier. They will be happier at work because they know that they're not there as as long. Then you've got uh, you've got the psychological effect, which is your workforce is probably going to work for you longer and be happier working for you if you have the structure in place so they're not going to try and look for work elsewhere and move into different industries and stuff or move to competitors so you're going to retain your workforce for longer yeah so long term as well but it is heavily psychological i mean you, you when you think you finish work on friday yeah, get in but by saturday morning you're like you kind of waste saturday and then all day sunday you just think well about where the world is point that so you spend the fucking what five sevenths of your life working 
You spend five sevens of your life working, you spend the other two, people, two sevens on recovery. On, especially on lower income jobs, but most people in general work six days a week, at least sometimes. Yeah, well, there's the thing. I work in a school, so I work five days a week. I still work during the summer holidays and stuff, by the way. I'm not a teacher. I still work during the, during the holidays. That's just teachers that get it off. Um, but the thing with that is, yes, I get the whole weekend off. I get the, I get the Saturday and the Sunday. But Saturday, I basically spend half the day in bed recovering from the sleep deprivation. You spend too long in bed on Saturday. Sleeping is a hobby. It's a and then, job. I wish, I wish I could get paid for sleeping. And then, like, you'll spend the other half doing things like, uh, I'm usually okay with doing housework during the week to try and get things sorted. But I know for a fact that tomorrow, tomorrow I'll be, I'll probably be, hoovering up, doing some ironing because I know there was a load of washing put in. I'll be, I'll probably try and cook something because I like cooking, and doing some sort of other housework, probably cleaning out the hamster and things like that. So that's Sounds house like that's housework and things. And then I'll probably sit and play on me video games or something for a while as well. Then what that causes is me to stay up late on the Saturday night because I want to do stuff and then by the time I've caught up on all that it'll be late at night so I'll stay up and in then. And then the cycle repeats on the Sunday, I'll wake up late because I'll be recovering from the sleep. And I also want to do as little as possible, so I'm not knackered for the Monday. So I'll probably just sit and lounge around in my room and do absolutely fuck all, because I don't want to be absolutely knackered for Monday. Which means I don't go to places, I don't do things, I don't spend money, because I'm literally preparing for work the next day, despite the fact that it's the next day. See, this is where only sleeping uh, for four to five hours a night it's handy yeah but i would have done on the weekend i would be dead as fuck <laughs> i know i'm honestly i am stupid as it is i get probably about seven and a half eight hours sleep a night on a work night and i will i can guarantee i can go to bed now it's half eight now. I could go to bed now and I still wouldn't no. wake up tomorrow until the afternoon because I would if, just be recuperating energy. It's half eight now. I guarantee if I went to bed now, I'd be awake by four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> that's that's how different we are. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey. Now, would you, would you like to have a marvel at what I think could go massively wrong in China but is also quite amazing and shows up construction workers in the UK massively. Go on, then. They built a 10-storey apartment block in 29 hours. Okay, yeah, that just shows up how shit our fucking industry is. It's one of those things where they they pre-built the whole thing, so it was all modular, then they just lifted pieces on via crane, like a giant Jenga tower, and secured bits in, and it is all modular, so if they decided, no, we we'll want this to be a nine-story ta- nine tower block, and we're going to make the top floor big open plan thing, they could they could technically remo- remove a few bits of securing, and yeah. then take away an entire floor, and replace it with something else. Or they could take away half a floor because it's sort of it is 
each apartment is a bit, and then it's got like stairways and tunnels and stuff connecting things and corridors. So it is all modular. It's like the pre-built houses you get, where it's like a flat pack house. It's all pre-built. Uh-huh. It just cl- puts together quite easily. Yeah, they've done that with an entire ten-story apartment block. Ah, that's quite good, it, actually. It apparently took twenty-nine hours to do, and that was with. I think it. I think it was only four cranes doing it. Right. So even then, it's probably less than the amount of workforce that we have on a road, supposedly working for ten weeks doing one singular pothole we on the had A1. We recently <laughs> a, a bridge repair on a motorway, and it took literally about three months. And every single fucking day, there was about eight vans parked nearby. Pretty much doing fuck all under that large piece of road equipment and shit. And it's just like I saw a picture of it in Japan. Um a sinkhole in the middle of the road, and the road was like not only had sunk but moved. So it was at different heights at either side because it had been moved. Basically. Yes, I, th- I think um, it was, and it was repaired within like, like a four tremor years. of an earthquake or something, didn't yeah. it? That that is the ridiculous thing. They can do things like that. That's the efficiency of a country that wants to work together and wants to do these things and wants to actually make the roads decent and stuff versus our councils that just go, eh, we'll just fix it when it gets really bad. Eh, we'll just do bog standard. Instead of fixing the pothole, what we'll do is we'll just fill it up a little bit, flatten it off. It's still not flat. There's still a pothole there. But it'll do for a couple of months, and then we'll have to come back and do it again, so we'll just close the road for a few more months. There's a road going into <laughs> Newcastle that's had road works on, I swear, since before fucking lockdown. And as, I mean, I don't mean a little bit before lockdown, I mean like a year before lockdown, and it's still got road works there. They're still doing the exact same shit. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't well, look well, like they've yeah. made any progress whatsoever, and it's been there three years now. <laughs> I well believe it. That is how ridiculous the, like, if you're, if you work for a council, I'm not saying you're the terrible one. I'm not saying you don't do a good job because I know some of you do actually try, but for God's sake, why is this country so shit at doing anything efficiently and quickly? Well, like, there's so many countries like. Look at Germany. Good, go on German. Wasn't there a thing a while ago where Germany was putting stickers of potholes on roads to make people slow down by making them think those things in the roads? And it's, I don't know if it was Germany, but there was definitely a country doing that. I definitely remember there reading was, it. There was a country doing that, and it's like, I wish our roads were at the standard where that's the measures they had to take to slow people down. Because on our roads... We literally have potholes that size. You just end up speeding over them and floating. You can't just to end put, up off the ground. You'd have to put a sticker of a pothole on the pothole. Yeah. Because there wouldn't be enough room. Oh, dude, no, I think it was Canada. Was it Canada? I'm sure it was, and I don't know why I think that, but I'm pretty sure it was. Stickers of potholes. Uh, Right, okay. Uh, 
do 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 Oh, fuck's it, everything I see doesn't say where it is. Which country uses stickers of potholes? Canadian, yes. Canada. It was Canada that supposedly did it. There's some arguments as to whether it was fake and just an in-depth prank or not. But even so, if your roads are good enough where you can get away with a stunt like that for publicity, then that's still ridiculous. Yeah. Even if it is a fake internet story, the fact that people, like, the fact that you could do that with the roads. Like, if you if you were trying to put a sticker on British roads, the sticker wouldn't lay down properly because it would be in a pothole. You it wouldn't would need a sticker. You'd have to fill in the pothole so you had a flat surface to put the sticker on. Yeah. <laughs> and that's on the good roads that have just been resurfaced. Yeah. Like, like the Pegswood Road. It was resurfaced before lockdown, but before that, it had been absolutely shit for like fifteen years or something. Yeah, and even even after they've resurfaced it, you can still bounce the car if you're not careful on some of the bits because it's just got massive bumps and stuff. Because yeah, haven't done it even. Yeah, it's so uneven, and the spine road as well. They've just resurfaced part of the spine road. They've had the road planned for weeks to have been causing traffic jams. They literally ripped the road surface up, made you go into one lane so that they could park their shit on the road next to a lay-by instead of just putting it in a lay-by and leaving both lanes open. Reduce yep. the speed limit to 40 miles an hour, even though there were stones flying everywhere, so you didn't want to do more than 20 if you had a brain. Then you get idiots just blasting along at 60 and fucking hiding stones at everybody. And they left it like that, just didn't do anything for a fortnight. Then resurfaced the road just overnight because that's literally how long it took. And it's bumpy as fuck. It's worse than other Dutch. Yep. Like before. It's It has no improvement whatsoever. All it did was waste time and waste money. Stupid. That That is... Anybody listening that doesn't live in England? England's a wonderful Lovely. place if you, if you go to the that's countryside. Not. But dear God, nice do, not, do not drive a car that does not survive potholes because it will be disintegrated before you even get out the airport. (laughs) England is a wonderful country so long as you don't care about your health, your well-being, just anything, your own. (laughs) (laughs) Your food. Your food. Because honestly, we have... We our all of our food was stolen from different countries, and we still can't get it right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking honestly, hey, I think we're the I think we're the only country in the world where you could go to any town in the entire country. And it, you would not be able to tell which part of the country you're in because they all have the same, like, bits to it. They all have, like, a crappy little little shop there for something or other, like a post office or, like, a co-op or something. They've all got the chavs that wander around graffiti and shit. Yeah. 
They've all got that random house that seems to look better than everybody else's, and you know for a fact the person spent a fortune doing it up to hope that they can sell it and move away. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Christ. Speaking of construction, though, um, do you know anything about Andrew Carnegie? I don't think so. I'm not surprised because I've got no fucking idea of how I pronounce his name, right? Um, I, I guess I'm not. <laughs> it's to do with the 1800s. Okay. And apparently in the late 1800s, he funded the construction of almost 1,700 public libraries right. and over 800 in other countries that weren't his own. So he mainly did it in his, his country, but he also funded yeah. 800 in separate countries. Um, and it was for any town that would agree to set aside the land and the 10% of the construction cost annually to maintain it. Mm. So any country that said, yes, you can have this bit of land and we will set aside 10% to make of like any, any, so if the town council, which to be fair, I'd be amazed if he managed to build any in England because I can't think of any English town councils going, no, we're not setting aside 10, 10% for any of them. Yeah, pretty much. No, we're not letting you get the land for free. <laughs> they would <laughs> they would make this guy pay hundreds of thousands of pounds to use a fucking tiny bit of land at the back of a shop for this library and they would still not put aside the little the bit to maintain it. Pretty much. Yeah, apparently he... That was his only request that the town set aside ten percent to maintain the library, so that it was always in good condition and it was always going to be in good condition. Which is reasonable. And that, and that they they assigned some land so that he could build it, and he would cover the costs of building it. He would cover the costs of filling it at the at the initial, and he would basically just make all these. Uh, he was once the richest man in the world. He was coming as a dirt poor kid from Scotland to the US, US, and by the 1880s, he'd built an empire in steel and then gave it all away. Hold on, did you say he was a rich kid from Scotland who came to the earth? No, he was a dirt poor kid from Scotland who came to the US. I swear you originally said to the earth. (laughs) I mean, he might have done. but in the, in by the nineteen a eighteen a sorry he had built an empire in steel steel and then he gave it all away because he spent sixty million dollars to fund a system of one thousand six hundred eighty nine public libraries across the UK, across the U S. Mm-hmm. He donated three hundred thousand to build Washington D C's oldest library, um, which has inscribed above the doorway science, poetry, history. Uh, the building was dedicated to the diffusion of knowledge. Um, he uh, apparently the Carnegie libraries are still the best buildings in many towns in the U.S. I don't know about in other countries because a lot of the times these news reports only talk about the U.S. ones. Um, over the years, other countries have better buildings around it, probably. Yeah, uh, over the years, some have been expanded or torn down, and. In addition to books and computers, some of them have found new ways to serve the community, such as one which loans cake pans to people so that they can go and break bake cakes and things and then bring them back. Break cake. Cake break pans and go break into people's houses. <laughs> yep. Um, uh, did you do, do, do. So he 
he paid for the building itself and then the towns with the 10 percent had to raise the money for the books salaries and maintenance yeah. Before before him, apparently the some of the libraries were located in strange places, such as Woodbines, which was located over the jail, uh, and they had to close the library when the jail was occupied. Pardon. So it must have been not a very good jail. But libraries went from being just for the wealthy and elite landowner owners and planters to actually being a service for the entire country that everybody had access to. Thanks to this man. He basically invented the public library. Yeah. So thank you very much. Thank you very much to him. He would hate to see how bad some of them are now. I know I know there's one in a town near us in Ashington, but by God could I tell you where it is or if it's still there, because when I was in school it was in one place and I'm pretty sure I'd moved because that place got torched. Is that one of his? The Carnegie's. No, I don't think so. I doubt he came to the UK, to be honest. Uh, I wouldn't know if I was him. Well, I should. He, he escaped Scotland. I'm pretty sure he'd never go back. <laughs> we put libraries up in Scotland. No, I don't think he did. You said mainly in his, his home country. Be, yeah, but his home country was classing it as the US because he left, he left Scotland when he was a kid. He left Scotland when he was a kid, so he was born in Scotland, so he's Scottish, so his home country's Scotland. Yes, but it's Americans. They think your home country is the US, so long as you've you've lived there, lived there for longer than a year, mm. unless you're Mexican, or want to be treated like an eagle, or or anything but a white hillbilly, <laughs> or an orange man with blonde hair. It's just a different shade of white hillbilly. <laughs> yes. Anyway, now that we've insulted America plenty, because. Yeah, that's what we do best. That is what we do best. I mean, why not? Um, There's also other news, Uh, because we're going to keep with Americans, because we're going to talk about Kathy Sullivan, who uh, was the first American woman to spacewalk and became the only person to have visited... Both space and the deepest place on Earth, the Challenger Deep in the Mariana Trench. Ooh, oh, so I know about her. June 2020. So she's she at that time she was the only person to have visited both the highest place, space, and the lowest place, the Mariana Trench, known to man. Which I think is one hell of an achievement. So good for you. I think it can be higher than space. It depends how high in space you go. I reckon it can be higher than space. Would you care to elaborate? Because space is pretty hard to get higher. Snoop Dogg. Higher and higher. Yeah, okay, never mind. He's celestial level of fucking high. <laughs> Willie Nelson. <laughs> yeah, I got... Imagine those two. Us. Imagine those two in a room. The combination of Snoop and Martha Stewart is fan fucking fantastic. Imagine adding Willie Nelson to that. Imagine if you got Snoop and Willie Nelson together to have a smoke off. Anyone who walked in that room after half an hour would probably die. After half an hour? After five minutes? That's true. <laughs> I was giving them a fighting mm. chance. They would have to do what Mithridates the fifth Mithridates. did. Mithridates. Mithridates, yes. 
I believe you've possibly talked about this guy a little bit, but I found his name. Um, It was the guy who was so paranoid about being poisoned that he took small doses throughout his life to build up an immunity. Yes, we did. I talked about him a while back. We're talking about Rasputin as well and his supposed poison intolerance. Yes, also that's why we got. That's why we got on the to- on the topic because the only, it, it's the intolerance he didn't have was drowning. Yeah, <laughs> which, which is like what happened. Apparently. But that was uh, because he's yeah, <laughs> but no. Apparently, this this is a case of oops, though, because this guy wasn't poisoned, or he was. Um, he. <laughs> He was paranoid of being poisoned, so he took small doses throughout his life to build up an immunity, which... Yeah, but then didn't he try and take a sign and thought to kill himself because he was going to be captured and didn't kill him because he was immune to it? He did. That's that's the stupid part about it. He, <laughs> yeah. was, he was captured by Romans, and he tried to kill himself with poison, but he was immune because he had managed to immunize himself so much. Immunize is a new word. Immunize. <laughs> yeah. A new word. I love it. Uh, yeah, we did talk about him briefly. I don't know. We'll go from, this is one podcast where you go from Snoop Dogg to Mithridates. It is. I mean, come on. Mithridates sounds like the, a name that. Snoop Dogg would make up while high as fuck for some sort of story and then completely forget what the story was was about halfway through. Probably. Because Snoop comes out with some amazing stuff. I would not be surprised if he somehow has a degree in Roman history just because it's him. He has completed life and is doing side quests is what he's doing. Yeah. That's all he's doing. His life is now just completing side quests because he's done the main campaign. Yeah, Snoop Dogg's just doing side quests. He has been for a little while. He could have <laughs> been. A, in the olden days, he could have been a plague doctor. Do you think? Imagine well, there's that. The thing. There's the thing. Plague doctors, most often than not, weren't real physicians. Um, they rarely treated patients and instead kept a record of those who were contaminated for demographic purposes. So they were literally just the person who walked, walked around going, no, this person's infected. This person's infected. Occasionally, they would try and sell false cures to the sick as well. So now, the statisticians who in, had some antibiotics. In some of... Yeah, basically. In some cases, there were actual doctors. Like, I think at the start, it was real doctors and real physicians, and then it basically went down, 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 until it was the point where nobody qualified wanted to do it. Yeah, Nobody qualified could do it, because most of them were dead by this point from the virus, or yeah. busy trying to cure it. So people would just wear the masks and stuff and go out and I think they got paid a certain amount a day, which was why it was slightly more appealing. You got paid quite a lot to be one, I think. It was either that or there was some other plague where it's like if you carted the bodies, you got gold per body. So it was like really profitable, but you had a massive chance of getting the plague yourself because you were in close contact. Yeah, I'd take that chance. But... Yeah, they would try and sell false cures and often were not doctors at all. They were just called plague doctors. They were just nicknamed it. So yeah. next time next time someone wants to dress up as a plague doctor for Halloween, go around giving people fake cures. Just give them paracetamol. 
there you go. You're a plague doctor. <laughs> Even that <laughs> would have probably been better than what they gave. I think the plague doctors literally just gave people water that like was probably coloured and have a, had a couple of mushrooms in or something. Mushrooms? Well, that would be interesting. That would be Snoop Dogg. <laughs> that would be. Snoop Dogg, <laughs> Plague Doctor edition, giving everybody mushrooms. <laughs> oh, hey. So, so when, when something's a bit stronger, the weed's required. <laughs> mm. I mean, you could go into a food food coma. Or you'd be tripping off your tits. The f- Did you know food comas are actually real life things? It's not just, oh, I'm, a, I'm in a food coma, I'm not good. It's a legitimate scientific thing. I believe I've been close to it. It's the food coma, for anybody who somehow has managed to avoid them the whole life, which I don't know how. <laughs> I guess if you're anorexic or something, maybe. Um, um, I am just stating the facts. If you are anorexic, you've probably never been in a food coma because it's usually associated more with an intake of too much. Maybe more likely because you'd eat less, so you'd be less tolerant. Maybe, um, it's it's the tiredness encountered after eating a meal, which is usually a medically proven process called alkaline tide. So it does have a scientific name. It's where the production of hydrochloric acid by the parietal cells in the stomach, um, which secrete biocarbonate ions across the basolateral membranes and into the blood, cause a temporary increase in pH. During the secretion in the stomach, the gastric parietal cells extract chloride anions, carbon dioxide, water, sodium cations from the blood plasma and in turn release bicarbonate back into the plasma after forming it from carbon dioxide and water constituents. This is to maintain the plasma's electrical balance, as the chloride anions have been extracted. The bicarbonate content causes the vi- the venous blood, the venous blood, the venous blood, leaving the stomach to be more <laughs> alkaline than the arterial blood delivered to it, which be- which literally you get more alkaline than you would normally in your blood, and that is yeah. what causes the laziness, because it just completely fucks you up it lasts until acids in food absorbed in the small intestine reunite with the bicarbonate which was produced thus the alkaline tide is self-limited and normally lasts less than two hours because it just goes away with digestion but it can also uh result in vomiting, which stimulates hyperactivity of the gastric cells to replace the lost stomach acid, mm. which means protracted vomiting can result in metabolic alkalosis, which is basically just, you've got way too much alkaline in your body at that point, because your stomach's not do doesn't have enough acid to counteract it. Yeah. So, that's yeah. why you should, that's why you should never eat too much. It's the whole yes, thing of don't eat too much. It's like cultures where they literally restrict how much you can eat by like utensils. Like everybody so gets goes like, oh, why do Japan and Asia, Japan, Japan and Asia and stuff still use chopsticks? I think I remember if I remember correctly in history, in some of the history that I've read, 
one of the designs, yes, it was just for simplicity and all that sort of stuff, but it's kept around because it limits the amount of food intake and stuff because it makes you eat slower. It makes you eat smaller amounts at once, which means you can know when you're full easier because you're not shoveling food in your mouth con con constantly with like a fork or a spoon. I'll eat Instead, the American you're way. having to pick it up bit by bit and eat it. So with that logic, you'll be able to tell when you're fuller easier because you're not just stuffing your face with a forkful. No, I like the American way about it. I put everything in a bun so you can pick it up and stuff your face as quickly as possible until you keel over food poison. No thanks. That yeah. just sounds way too messy for me. Oh god. I mean even your steel food allergy. You've you've seen me honestly I hate stale food. I can't sit in the same room stale. Stop eating food. the pizza ten minutes after you put the box down you're off with it to the bin. <laughs> it's because I like it being clean and tidy, but the smell of food, if I've eaten and I'm full, the smell of the food still being in the room, especially if it's starting to go cold and stuff yeah. and the smells change, it just starts making us feel sick. Yeah, fair. But the, the, it's also just, you've seen me eat a pizza or a burger with a knife and fork just because I didn't want yes, my hands to get dirty. Yes, you eat all the fucking time with a knife and fork and it hurts my feelings. I don't pizza want to get is, is ear finger. It's not ear finger food. It's the finger food. It, uh, it's not a finger food to me. It is a finger food. Is something that you can eat with your fingers. Pizza? Eat in a single bite. That's finger no, food to me. That's bite so it's, food. It's, that's a snack. No, that, that's like fi finger food to me. Is the when you go to a party and you can pick up something in your fingers and eat it in one bite, oh, and that means it's not kept in your fingers for that long. No, that's not like sort of burger to you isn't finger food. A burger, a burger to me is not finger food. A burger, to, a burger to me is just food that you can eat with your that your with your hand, but it is not finger food. To me, finger food is, food. is food that you can hold in between just a couple of fingers, not your whole hands. It's something that can be held in between a couple of fingers and eaten in one, maybe two bites. I don't know about the one or two bites, but I could definitely hold a burger in between a finger and thumb. I mean, all of the contents would guarantee slip out. It depends. There's a lot of variables when you say burger. There's a lot of variables when you say burger, but if we're going for a traditional burger where it's got lettuce and tomato mm, and stuff in, then and you try yeah. and hold it with two fingers, it will just slide out as soon as you take it. Even if you hold a burger with both hands cupped in front of your face so that nothing can slide out, somehow the contents well, still end up out of the burger. You, you should, well, yeah, definitely not McDonald's burgers either because they come disassembled in the box, never mind when you pick them up. Yeah, you've got to assemble them yourself. They're self assembly burgers. Yeah, <laughs> McDonald's just took fucking Lunchables to a new level. <laughs> Their entire menu is a lunchable. It just comes flat off in a box. It's like care of food. Uh, to be fair, KFC is a bit like that, but it's just better quality. Hmm. Better it's, it's it's like it's it's better quality. Um, better quality do self assembly food. No, they don't do beef. You got if you got a, if you got an establishment that sells food and it's not vegetarian, then it has to do beef. I see. Th there's the thing. If if we're talking. Burgers and like beef and stuff, I'd much rather go to Burger King. If we're talking chicken, KFC any day of the week. But McDonald's is just the quick, convenient, extremely cheap. That's all it is. It's not that cheap, really. 
Is that father? That is father. He's decided to join us with Hi, Andy. waving in the front. Hello. All right. Seems we do. Seems we do have three people okay. after all. <laughs> we may have three people. He says he's back in a minute. He's back in a minute. We're finished at ten. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, I've, I, don't, I didn't set up the Y cable, so I've only got one set of headphones. So he might end up stealing you for the last ten minutes. Oh God. They might not. He make. Hijacked with Andy. You might have just frozen, my dear sir. Your internet has just plummeted. Hi. Welcome back. Welcome back, me. Yes, because you're on my end. Your internet plummeted and then you left and rejoined and I had to unmute you again. I didn't touch anything. It just said that we're having an issue. We'll be back in a moment or something. Uh, uh, back uh, in uh, or something. I thought it was you. No, apparently <laughs> on, on my little management screen, like your little Wi-Fi signal went in the red and you just froze and then you left and came back. It stayed green for me, but it wasn't happy, obviously. No, it wasn't. Well, also, sorry everybody for going sciency. I did realize we went. We do have a tendency. To, this is why people listen to us. This is why I think our audience likes us because we have a mix of everything. We have a mix of ranting about everything possible in life. It's the bulk of we, the show. We have a rant. We have yeah, rants are the bulk of the show. But we also have <laughs> educational things such as sciences yeah. and history. So I do immunization. Immunize, yeah. Immunize, that's one. Immunize. Because immunize, immunize, immunization? Immunization. Immunization. No, immunization. Is it is that actually how you say it? Im- immunization. 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 Immunity. Immunization is what I think it's. Is it immunization? English with us. It's terrible. We have our own language. Immunization. No, no, stop on T's and S's. It's immunization. It's immunization to me. When when you change it from immunity to immunization, you take the T out. It's immunization. Because you're immunizing them. (laughs) No, that's not a word either. (laughs) You're tizing them. With immunity, them. <laughs> you're tizing them with immunity, so you're immunizing them. For fuck's sake! <laughs> Can you remember that tizer? Yeah, tizer still a thing. It it is. You can get it at little corner shops and stuff. I will look at corner shops. My dad found it with the old glass bottle with the tizer yes. imprint and stuff up at Kielder. He's got it downstairs. He keeps it because he remembers going to the shop and buying the big glass bottles and taking them and hiding them in the woods and all sorts. But I can't I'd remember lo- what it tastes. I'd love that sort of stuff. I can't remember what ties I taste of. I think it's just fruity and stuff. I- I'm sure it's just like tropical flavors. Last t- last time I had it, I can't oh, remember. Yeah. Last time I had it, I sh- I'm sure it was just like the red tango. I'm sure it's just like tango. Um, one of the cats has decided this is a great time to be hyper and smashing things around <laughs> and shouting and. Trying to get the other one excited, which is just lying on the couch looking at it like, what the fuck are you doing? 
I mean, to be fair, we're caught on Tierra, so it's all good. All I can hear is the odd, like, from the background and banging, which is from the boat. Just purring. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, it's thrilling. Just excited. I love, I, I love that. I love the fact that we had to think of a word between excited screeching and purring, so we decided to call it trilling. Well, that's just what it sounds like, isn't it? Trill? I'm not going to do it. I can't do it. I thought so. No, it's like the brrr. Trill? This is well, just going into what noises can be made. From the sounds of it, possibly. I'm just putting up all the like social media and stuff on the screen while we're doing this. Yeah, you can follow on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, buy us a coffee. You can visit our new look website. You can buy some merch and we'll plant trees for you. And just type in Taken Off Air and you'll find everything's yeah, linked on the, on the website. Basically, takenoffair.com. And then in there, you'll find everything you need. Unfortunately, takenoffair.com will be offline for a little bit. It was announced on our Facebook and social media and stuff. And it does say on the website, it's going offline for a little bit because we are redoing it to make it look nice and new and snazzy. And I've got hiccups from drinking too much Coke. Fuck. And we also have Snapchat. And we're on Snapchat lens. We do. I apologize because we did get informed that we can do stories and stuff on Snapchat. The only oh. issue with that is me and Stefan never post stories oh. on Snapchat. So, so it's either going to be Jay or it's not going to make sense. Yes. <laughs> because that's how most of everything goes. Yeah, basically. Even if it is Jay, it probably isn't going to make sense. Oh, it's definitely not going to make sense. It's just that it might if it's Jay. Yeah, true. So, oh. yes, look at... <laughs> look, English... Uh, find takenoffair.com you will see everything there, we also have a TikTok if you want to go and look at that shit um, don't know why you <laughs> would though um, if you want to support us with while getting something back we do have new stuff coming to the shop when we get our new website there's new stuff coming to the shop I don't know whether it's actually been decided or if it's just thoughts in progress but we are thinking of new merch, so look out for that. It should be coming soon. There's also still the plain white tea up there, which was a gag we placed ages ago, and it's still there. And we're still saying if someone buys it. Yeah, someone buy it. <laughs> Please, someone buy it. That would just be fucking hilarious. It would. Didn't we make some sort of bet where if someone buys it, we'll have to do something? I, don't I can't know. remember. I feel like we need to go back and double check before we end up realising we've agreed to something terrible. We'll have to go to the stewards on that one. The stewards. (laughs) Stuart Little. Hey, Christ. Stuart Little. Uh, But yeah, uh, you can listen to her on Spotify where I realised so long as you don't skip press the skip button on Spotify... It does not give a shit about playing adverts because I have been listening to a D&D podcast for the past few months and because I never press skip or anything and because it's usually like the next day when I start the next episode, I have never had an advert. It is fantastic. Really? Yeah, I've never had an advert because the the podcast the podcasts last like three hours. Yeah. I listen to them on the drive to and from work. So like one episode lasts me the week to and from work. Mm. give or take 
And then by the time the next episode starts, because it's taken me so long to listen to it and because I've never pressed skip or anything, it just doesn't play adverts because it just you just go in and press the next episode. Yeah. For some reason, I'm assuming it's just because it takes me either so long to listen to it or because I don't actually use the skip button at all. It just doesn't bother bother. I used to get it all the time, which is annoying, which is why I don't. Yeah, because Spotify does the, we will play four ads, they will have nothing to do with what you're listening to, and it will make your brain bleed. Yeah, it used to really annoy me. I have Spotify Premium entirely just to get rid of the adverts. This is the yeah. only reason I've got it. Yeah. Well, it, it did try and play an advert to me the other day, and it went from dark dungeon dungeon delving thing to a pop song. Where when has my Spotify ever played pop music? When have I ever listened to pop music on my Spotify? <laughs> Never. Spot pop music is to the point where there was a scientific research to see like the basis of pop music, and it has been scientifically proving that it is getting more and more repetitive as time goes on. Yeah, it's fucking shit. Some of it is okay. Some artists are decent, but most of you fucking hell get a new job. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Anyway, thank you very much for that mini rant. Cat listening in. to our mini rant at the back, uh, I did say a cat come along on your screen, so I'm assuming that's a troublesome one. Fucking sprint the ball like a mania. Oh, they're adorable though. Oh, when you don't want to. What are you fucking. <laughs> We're going to leave you here because Stefan needs to go and control his cat, <laughs> and oh, we are no going to go and tend to some fields. So, thank you very much for listening. We hope you've enjoyed. Find us online, which you probably have to listen to this or watch this, because, you know, that's the whole shebang. Look out for future endeavours, because we have things planned for the future. I know we always say that, but we do have things planned. It's just getting things fucking done. And we will see you all eventually yeah if we decide to record in a week or a month or however long the next recording takes because we've been a bit sporadic we we do apologize we're trying to get back to doing one a week yeah oh another board now's the the time to record it and start placing bets on which cat wins no because the bigger one bullies the little one oh bless him Right. Anyway, thank you very much. See you next time.